one. What is up, you guys? And it's David back here with another episode of the Cerebral Palsy and Fitness Podcast. I'm here with Tino. He's a wrestling aficionado, a content creator, and I'm looking forward to learning about his story, about Thank his passion for wrestling. Man. You're welcome. And a whole lot more. So welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sorry I interrupted you there for a second. Thank you no, no worries. for having me on the show. Good no worries, here. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. So um, to kind of begin our episode, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. How was it like growing up with CP? I, to be honest, man, it, it was hard. It was like, it was one of those things like, you know, like when, cause like it, what to me, it happened when I was six months old. So like, I was okay the for the, for the first six months and then everything like that happened and we'll get in, I'll tell you like the whole story a little bit later on, but I mean, growing up, like it was difficult, but it was also like, it was harder because people didn't understand. And it was like, especially in school people would be like, well, what's wrong with your hand? Why is like, did you break your hand? Did you do this? Did you do that? And it was like, no, like they didn't understand like something happened to me when I was a baby. And there were things that like, I have a harder time doing or like, because like when I was younger, my hand, like, obviously like this is like how my hand is. And like, I could do it like now, like I'm way better than I used to be. But like at one point when I was little, like my hand was like stuck like this. So it was like, I wasn't able to move it or anything. So people don't understand. They're like, well, what's wrong with you? But it was like that. Cause like, I couldn't even like lift it up like that. Do? See? Yeah. So yeah. It just, you know what I mean? So it just like, people didn't understand that. And it was like, when they saw me, it was like, well, what's wrong with you? Like you're a different person. And it's like, no, like I'm this, I'm like the same person as you just get to know me. And that was a problem. People just never got to know me and they would judge me. And like, there were times like I've heard different stories. Like they told me my dad hit me with a hammer. I got stuff like just awful, just bullying in high school that would just suck. And to be honest, it made my upbringing a lot harder because it was just hard for me to make friends. It was hard for me to be around people. It was hard for me to go to school. It was hard for me to do anything because it was just like, I was just getting judged constantly. I would have to wear a sweatshirt. I would, like it would be 90 degrees and I would wear a sweatshirt outside because people would just constantly make fun of me. And it was just like, why? Like I'm the same person. I just have something wrong with it. Right. So it just, my upbringing, like honestly was really bad. But I mean, as I've gotten older, it's gotten a lot better and I've understand things. And like I said, I could do a lot more now. And like, you know what I mean? Like I went through therapy and everything like that. But honestly, my upbringing was really hard. How did you, um, I guess, as the years progressed and you became older, how did you learn to cope with all the negativity and I mean, the comments that people used to give you? It, it, that was it was it was really hard, like because like. Growing up, like, okay, like I went to a school over by my house. I went to for like 15 years. I had friends. I had best friends. We'd go to parties. I would have parties in my house. My mom would have like balloons, like, like fishing, like derby things in like a pond. She would have like clowns, trampolines, everything. And it was just like, you know, like growing up, it was like with that, like with like having friends. And then I ended up having to move to a different town. And I didn't know anybody. And I had to start a new school. I had to start a new everything. And that's where it got really hard. Because when I grew up, like when I was growing up, people understood a little bit more. And there were still some bullies that I had, like growing up in like middle school and elementary school and my first year of high school. But when I got to the other school, those three years of high school, man, I had people throw food at me. I had people put wow. water on me. I had people throw water bottles down my down. Like down the stairs, I had people throw water bottles out the window. I wow. like I said I had, earlier, I had people tell me that my dad hit me with a hammer. I had 
that that's why my hand was like this. I had people tell me that nobody loved me. And it was really hard because mm. I wouldn't go to school. I missed 70 plus days my sophomore year of high school. Like it was just very difficult. And it got easier as the year went, like as the years went on and I went to the school, I made a few friends, but it never got to the point how it was when I was growing up in like middle school and stuff, because people understood a little bit more because I was growing up with them the whole time. So it just, it really was like hard. But I mean, as I've gotten older and as I've like gotten out of high school, I finally like started the podcast and doing everything. And like you started off with like the wrestling like fanatic and everything, like everybody can see my pops, my action figures. I have more stuff in front of me on the side of me. It's ridiculous. But I used wrestling, obviously, to cope. But honestly, the thing that changed my life and people might think it's crazy, but it was medical marijuana. Like I started smoking weed uh, like four years ago. And it like it wasn't even just like getting high and it wasn't even just like, oh, my God, like I'm just like feeling so good. It was like, dude, like I was able to start moving my hand. I was able to start like moving my fingers because I used to not be able to do this. Like it was just really like I used to not be able to open my hands, like driving a car. Like I was telling you before we started recording, I wasn't supposed to be able to walk, talk. I was supposed to be on the wheelchair. I was supposed to be a vegetable. My mom was supposed to be like feeding me through a feeding tube. So it's like as far as I've come and as much therapy as I've went through the weed and then like the medicine that I went through, like that I've been on, like definitely helps me co like cope with it. And I mean, there's days where it doesn't like it's not easy, but I still right. like have to realize that, you know, like I can get through this. It's there's better days ahead and everything like that. So, I mean, the weed honestly helps. And like, you know, I like I cope with like having like wrestling to watch or like sports. Like I'm a big white Sox, bears bulls fan. Like I watch all the sports. So. Did you, did you ever, I mean, since you're, you're a big fan of wrestling, did you ever think about maybe like stepping in the ring as a manager or getting into wrestling yourself? Cause there's, you know, like Gregory iron, you know, he, he, he made it himself into the wrestling business. It's so funny that you say that. Because I, when I, so I have like, do you, did you ever have like a baby book growing up? Like, do your mom like keep pictures of you from like first grade, second grade? Oh like, yeah, like, yeah. So my mom had that and we were looking through it. Like I asked her about it yesterday. It's kind of funny, but we were looking through it a couple of years ago. And when I was in like second or third grade, my dream job was to be a general manager of Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> so I've, I've wanted to do that forever. Like I've like I don't like I don't know if you used to play like the WWE games, but do you ever play like uh, the My GM mode? Or oh yeah, all like of that? them. I had all of them when I was a kid. Yeah. So like I would do like the My GM modes. I would make matches. I would make pay per views and everything like that. So like that was always one of like my things that I always wanted to do. And honestly, like if Vince called me today and offered me a job, as much as I don't like Vince McMahon, what am I gonna say no? Like come on, like really, like <laughs> that would like change my life. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I've all I've wanted to be to do something with WWE for like ever. I mean, they AEW is around now. I mean, like, honestly, any wrestling promotion and like even like like I said earlier, wrestling isn't just like my only like passion. Like I love baseball, football. I've been I've been a White Sox fan my whole life and I haven't missed a game since I was 10 years old, like watching it on the phone, TV, going to a game, whatever it may be. I find a way to watch it. So for the last like 16 years as bad as they've been and they're finally good now, like I just have always been. And that's why, like I said earlier, like base, like sports honestly is like one of my biggest coping skills or like that helps me cope with like a lot of the things that I go through. Did you yeah. ever get involved in sports when you were younger? 
I played baseball, bowling, football a little bit, basketball. I did play like I was on the bowling team my freshman year of high school. And then when I moved to that other school, like I was telling you about earlier, I didn't make the team my sophomore year. So that kind of fell through. I played baseball for a little bit. But when I was I, I quit biggest mistake of my life because I regret it all the time now. But yeah, I played sports. I just, I quit because I was, yeah. (laughs) So it just was not good. I played outfield though. I was really good. Like people were surprised how good I was for everything that like I had to go through because I can't like, cause I can't catch with this hand. So I would have, I would have to put the mitt on my right hand, catch the ball, take it off and then throw the ball. And I figured out a way to do it so fast that people were like shocked. They're like, you're good at this. I'm like, yeah. They're like, you have an arm. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, come on. Like I, yeah. So (laughs) I I've always wanted to do something with sports is like my thing. Like sports is my life, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if we all can get a contract like Tom Brady after he retires for 10 years, 75 million, just to sit on your ass. And uh, he made more money doing that than he did playing in his career. And that's why the Patriots were always so good is because the man was always taking less money to get people like Randy Moss, get people that were like, like great players that would come and Brady would take a pay cut every year. That's why they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible what one person can do when they're not, when they're not being selfless and thinking about themselves, but they're thinking about the team overall. Yes. And that's the problem with these sports nowadays. All these guys take all this money. Like think about it. Bryce Harper took all that money. Philly suck. Cause they're going to suck forever because they have to pay Bryce Harper, the man or Manny Machado and the Padres. They're good, but Tatis can't stay healthy. Machado got paid all this money. And it's just like, you know, if the guys would take pay cuts and take less money, the team's a lot better because then you can give better guys right. and more guys that, you know, maybe you pay over price you pay over for like, you know what I mean? Like a guy, maybe like Aaron judge or somebody like, like that, that would like come up and hit home runs at big clutch moments. But I mean, it's not like you have to pay all because a lot of these guys, let's be real here. They're great in college, but they come to the MLB in the major leagues and they either fall through or they just don't live up to the potential. And that's why you see so many times nowadays, these young prospects get traded. Just like, for example, like the Cubs and White Sox, the Sox traded Nick Madrigal last year to the Cubs for Craig Kimbrell and the Sox, then the Sox traded them to the Dodgers for AJ Pollock. And Nick Madrigal is now on the disabled list. And A.J. Pollock is, yeah, he's been in and out of the lineup. But, I mean, it's just one of those things you just never know. And, yeah, it's, it's, unpre- know. it's unpredictable. Any, any sport. Yeah. Any it's sport. unpredictable. I mean, you, just, you never know. I mean, it, you saw what happened on Monday night. As much as I hated the White Sox blew a six-run lead in the top of the ninth. That, and you just, you never, you should never give up on any game, any sport. Because until the final second out inning whatever it is your team still has a chance to win that's how i feel about it exactly we've seen Brady do it the goat super bowls it doesn't matter what he's doing he does it all the time (laughs) yeah it's like it's like with with it's like uh now that you mentioned you know giving up and stuff it's like with with life you know um you you gotta keep going and keep trying even though it's even though it's difficult you know like us with cerebral palsy We've kept going, and and no matter what obstacles we face in our lives, we still manage to be successful. You know, and that's all you can do. You, like, you know, I mean, that's you, you just that's that's all you can do. 
Because I mean, if we just let the people win, then they win, and then what are we doing? Right. They're depressed, and it's like, no, let's go out there and prove to them we're the same as you, and we could do we could do half the times better than you. I mean, it's just like you know what I mean. Like I know I keep talking about like the White Sox and they're my favorite team, but look at Jason Benetti. He's just like us. He has CP. He has a little like he he walks a little like funny and stuff like that, and you know, but that's okay. But look, he's the broadcaster for the White Sox. He's doing Sunday night baseball on Apple TV. It's like you just don't know. And you should never give up just because you have the disability. Right. I mean, we just got to keep going. Yeah, And that's how I finally like just thought about it, because I thought, you know what I mean? Like I was telling you earlier about like all the depression and anxiety and everything I've been through. But I could have let that stop me. But I I always say now I'm not going to let anything stop me. And I always say I'm not going to stay content. I'm always just going to keep right. going. And, I'm, you know, because you just there's always something else that you can do. When did you start, uh, I guess, um, finally saying, you know, I, you know, I, you know what, finally, I'm like, I'm happy with where my life is. I'm content with myself and my disability. And I want to start fully embracing it. When did you start thinking that, you know, you're, you're ready to kind of say, you know, I'm ready to do the podcast and I'm ready to get out there and, you know, share myself and broadcast myself with the world, you know? Honestly, it only happened a few years ago. Like I, so I graduated high school in 2014 and finally, like, like I said, the high school was awful. I just needed to get the hell out of there. Like it was just not okay. It wasn't healthy. It was just everything, the teachers, whatever. And when I finally got out of high school, I wanted to go to broadcasting. Like this is all I've wanted to do. I, people have been telling me since I was 12 years old, I have this voice. I have an amazing voice. I need to go on a podcast. I need to be an interviewer. I need to be something to do with broadcasting because they just say like how good my voice is. And even like, I've had like other people that like don't even know me. And they're just like, wow, like, you know what you're talking about. But it was when I finally, so I finally went to broadcasting. So I went to Illinois media school out in Illinois in Lombard and it was an eight month program. And I went to the school and everything like that. And I learned like, honestly, if I didn't go to the school, I would not know how to do the things I do today to do like Tino's time and do Tino's time wrestling and do everything I do. But when I went, it wasn't the best time for me. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. I didn't have like anything that like, I just wasn't in a good spot where like I was focused on other things to the point where I could have been focusing a lot more on the podcast and maybe I could have been a little bit more ahead. But then finally, like I graduated, like I said, it was only eight months. I learned so much. I got my degree. I like everything like that. I graduated. I did everything. But for a little bit there, it took me a little bit because I wanted to make sure I had everything. I want to make sure I had the computer, the equipment, the software, everything, because I don't want, I didn't want to be that person that like started it and stopped, started, stopped. Like I wanted to be consistent and I wanted people to like get my name out there and I wanted people to like recognize me. I just didn't want to be that person that was inconsistency and doing it. So finally I got a job. I started doing, it's not the best job, but I started doing Uber Eats with my grandpa we, we like shared, like we did it like with me and my car. And then we did it with like him and his car. And we just like, it was a good way of like starting to make money. We spent some time together and everything like that. And then around, it was like two years ago, he ended up passing away on Father's Day. Oh man, and I'm sorry to my grandpa, Thank you. Me and my grandpa were really close. We would go to, he would come over. We would watch Sox games. I would go over to his house. We would watch Bears games. Like he was just, he was like that person, like, 
he loved sports as much as I did. And that was the one thing we bonded over. And like when everything happened like that, like I was starting my podcast and everything a little bit, but once he died and everything like that, it was one of those things. I don't know if it finally like clicked, but it was just like, I can't like, I need not even just do this for him. I just needed to like show to people that I can do this. And that like, I'm because people were telling me, Oh, well you graduated school and you're not doing anything. But it was like, they didn't understand that I needed like certain things. So I finally started Ubering by myself. I started making decent money. I started, I got the computer and I got everything like that. But it was only a few, few years ago that I finally started getting like the content out starting Tino's time. Cause I only, I did Tino's time first. I only did baseball and football. And then people were telling me, they're like, you've been a wrestling fan forever. You love wrestling. You've been growing up. Like I've watched, I've probably watched every pay-per-view from like 2005 on. I've watched it every week. I don't miss a week. I like everything. Like I could tell you what happened at WrestleMania 20 and like the main event and like what happened like in the beginning and everything like that. I've just watched it so many times. So I finally started Tino's time wrestling and people were just like shocked about how much I knew and were just like intrigued and were like, wow, like you really know you're this much wrestling. I'm like, yeah. So it was honestly, I know, sorry, I keep talking and I'm going on and on. Oh, you're good. (laughs) But yeah, so it was only a few years ago. I finally started it like to get like everything going and the confidence because I didn't have this much confidence a few years ago. either. I don't know what it was, but I just I don't know. Like I said, if something finally clicked or if it was maybe something that like my grandpa, I don't know what it was, but everything just started clicking. And now like I am where I am, like I finally hit a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm I hit just a hundred on YouTube. I'm starting the live streams I do every week for Friday night SmackDown and Monday night raw. I do like the pay-per-views I do weekly or I do monthly interviews and everything like that. But yeah, it was only like a few years ago because like I wanted to start this right away when I got out of high school or after I graduated college, I shouldn't say high school when I graduated from like Illinois media school, but I just didn't have the equipment and have everything that I should have. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to be that person to start it and stop it. And then people would be like, what's this guy doing? I wanted to be consistent. I mean, that's how easy starts is, um, you know, you start from the ground up. Like I started off my phone like three, almost three years ago with podcasting. Uh, But I've been speaking, doing uh public speaking for about five years. And, and when I started, I had no idea about audio, video, uh, editing, none of that stuff. And so I just went through with it. And eventually I was looking at my content and I told myself, you know what, I have so many different things I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm all over the place. So I might as well, you know, and I did something that most content creators wouldn't uh, dare do is throw everything in the, in the, in the wastebasket and start restart from scratch people are like you're nuts for doing that but i'm like i gotta do what i gotta do i gotta rebrand and focus on one specific niche and yeah. uh keep it that way and since then it's it's helped out you know with my uh with my growth as far as like my youtube channel i'm almost up to 250 subscribers so i'm literally four yeah. subscribers away from it so yeah. uh, keeping those numbers up man i'll make sure to tell all my friends and family to subscribe yeah That's- and and, you know, it's all about, um, at the end of the day, for me, it's all about uh, bringing positivity and influence and uh, and get things out to the world. So positivity is key. Like, And that's the thing I've with everything, because like people want to be around you more and you're positive. Like I was saying earlier, like, I was depressed a lot 
and everything like that. And I just was not fun to be around. Like, I was just, like, boring. I wasn't, like, like, I'm still kind of boring, but I'm at least, like, a little bit more entertaining. I'm more, yeah. like, outspoken. I talk a little bit more. I used to, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, you, you, it kind of helps when you're on camera talking about what you like and what you enjoy and then finding people with that same common ground. Exactly. And that was the thing too, like I didn't mention, like I couldn't even get up and talk to people. Like when, like when I would do like, when we'd have to do like high school projects and like stand in front of people, I just wouldn't go to school because I just could not do it. Like I would freak out. I would start sweating. I would just like, you know, so like me, like being able to talk on YouTube, I even shock myself sometimes because I'm like, I'm really doing this. And I couldn't even talk to people like five years ago. Like, even, like, like even girls, man. Like, I couldn't even, like, talk to girls. Like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> you know, like, so it just, yeah. Yeah, all it takes is uh, is one day, just day by day, uh, yeah. building yourself and building that confidence, and eventually it'll, it'll just even hour be second by nature. Hour sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be second nature to you. Yeah. You know? And that's what that's what's kind of happened, to be honest. Like, I didn't think I'd be able to do as much as I do now. And it's like, I can't even like, like, I think about even like, because like I was telling you, like, I do the live streams, like, and I can't even think about like, not even doing that anymore. And I only started it like a month ago. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's just come so natural to me now. Like, I just know how to do it exactly. And it's just like, I didn't think I'd be able to. I just I shock myself sometimes. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing what we can do once we uh, step out of our comfort zone, you know? Yeah. I know. He's got, I, he's got to take that chance. Yes. I'm just waiting for that phone call. Just got to get that phone call from somebody. Vince, yeah. Tony Khan, anybody. <laughs> yeah, just as long as they're willing to give you give you a shot, you know? I mean, hey, that's all I need. I'll be the next Pat McAfee with Michael Cole. I'll, yeah, start I'll start dancing like when Shinsuke comes out, you know? Yeah, it's like with uh, when I had the interview with Gregor Iron, um, you know, I asked him about, you know, because he's trained by Johnny Gargano. You know, he's he's been around these big names, Stone Cold Steve Austin, CM Punk. You know, he's he's known them for years. And I asked him, you have these really big connections, but why hasn't a company like AEW WWE giving you a shot? Because I know a couple years ago he was on the Fox News channel and he debunked a rumor saying that they were saying he was going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's like, I wanted to be in the Rumble, and but Vince never budged, and it never happened. Oh, Vince doesn't know how to do anything right anymore, man. Like, with that, he, be honest with you, man, when Zach Gowan was uh, wrestling back in 04, 03, 04, I thought it, I thought it would have been an opportunity. Had, had Gowan backstage, didn't start that whole crap about, you know, his ego and, you know, getting that fame on the top of his head maybe it might have been the start of something special for wrestlers with disabilities but i guess he screwed that up and, and yeah oh, man, man shut that, the that's door on the it. thing i mean if i would have saw that growing up man i might have went and tried out for professional wrestling like you know like i mean that's one of those things you just never know and that's something else like you know like like it just that's that's why like you shouldn't let it stop you because uh, and that's the thing I've learned a lot. Like I'm, I, sh I thought for a long time, like I should let it stop me and I should be like, Oh, well, poor me. But I finally realized like, I can't say poor me. And I need to just realize that like, I need to do this. I can do this. And I don't, nobody's going to stop me. And it's like, you know, like it just like, like I said, we're, we're the, we're the same people. We just have something that like kind of affects us.
Yeah, I mean, everybody and everybody's CP is different. Like it varies on severity and and how you you grow well, up, and it's yeah, a matter and that's of the thing. Like even sometimes, like I get like a lot of people because I I have a handicap sticker and everything, and I get a lot of people. They're like, "Do you even have a disability?" And then I have to like lift up my arm and show them, and they're like, "Oh." I'm sorry. And it's like, well, like, it's nice that I kind of don't get like, like you can't tell. But then again, it's like, it sucks because then people like are ignorant and rude about it. And it's just like, well, like, I'm sorry. Like, I need like, like, you know, like, just because like, I can't, I'm not limping doesn't mean like, I can't use like a handicap stick. Yeah, I I try to like, when, when people come up to me, and they ask me about whether I have a disability. I'm like, yeah, from stupid people like you. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one they, they, look at, they, they, they look at me like like what do you like because obviously you can see it you can see my disability i'm like obviously you're blind or something or you don't oh understand God. oh that was funny but i mean and it's just like people like that or like you know and it's like it's just like why or like i even get like like, I don't know if you get it, but, like, I get, like, kids a lot that, like, stare at me and, like, kind of ask me questions. And, like, it's totally okay. Like, I know kids, like, they don't understand. I, I don't mind kids, like, asking questions. This is when adults come up and they, they yeah. completely, well, like, Yeah, that's the thing. And ignorant. it's just, like, some of the adults that come up to people, it's just, like, you're so ignorant. It's, like, if I came up to you and said, oh, you're old, you would, like, have a conniption fit and, like, lose a gasket. And But it's okay for you to come up to me and, like, oh, why are you parking in a handicap sticker or a handicap spot? It's because I'm handicapped. Like, like, why would I like? Why would I do it if I wasn't? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like I don't want to do it. I don't want to be like that. I'd rather park far away and walk happy to go lucky. You know? Ever gotten the uh, religious epiphany where they come up to you and they'll be like, "Can I pray for you, man? I hope uh, Lord Jesus Christ uh, heals you and you feel so much better." And I'm like, as much as I appreciate your sentiment and you want to pray for me. Chances are this disability is permanent and it's never going to go away, but thank you. Yeah. I, I've had that a few times. I had one friend growing up, like not growing up when I was in high school that kind of like was like that. Yeah. But like, he never like anything, like he never like randomly like came up to me. Like you just like, he'd be like, bro, could I pray for you? I'm like, sure. I mean, this is like random people out in public. You, you ever yeah. gotten people like that? No, I've never got random people. Really? Like I've got, like I said, just my one friend that kind of like is like a preacher and like everything like that. But yeah, no. Bro, that's I get the one that. thing I have. I get that often. Like I said, I get, I get a lot of people that come up to me and just like, do you have a disability? And it's just like, because they see the handicap sticker. And it's just like, okay. So, like, just because it's not noticeable doesn't mean I don't have it. Like, I have a little bit of a limp. I have a, like, you know what I mean? It's hard for me to, like, especially, like, if I get, like, nervous or anxiety a little bit, my arm gets very, like, numb. Like, I don't know if yours does, but it will get, like, stuck. And I have oh, to, yeah. like, must, like, I have to, like, do this to, like, kind of, like, release it a little. So, like, that happens a lot. And it kind of, like, scares me because I'm, like, worried. I'm, like, oh, like, can I not move my hand now? Or, like, you know. Because I also have, like, a lazy, I don't know if you could tell, but, like, my left eye kind of, like. Yeah, it's my, mine's little. my right eye. My right eye is a lazy one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then my, I can't move my toes on the left, on my left foot. I don't know about you with that, but like, Uh, mine's a right, mine's a right foot. Oh, okay. So we're just the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'll give, I'll give you my left or I'll give you my right and you give me your left. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. That's a good trade. (laughs) Then we'll, then we'll be good. (laughs) All right. Yeah, man. Like, 
it's it's incredible how society so, uh, some people in society like down on disabilities especially um in our situation and it's still pre- uh, prevalent to this day you know yeah when it comes to like the job market everything it's ever gonna change like i would think i would feel i would think and hope people would like realize that like it's not like anything but like maybe it's just you know but i'm not gonna stop i'm not gonna let people stop me and one day when i'm like sitting on espn or sitting in a broadcast booth on wwe or AEW, i'm like look at me now we're 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 all you people that were making fun of me in high school and walking down the street whatever look at me now i'm on tv and you're sitting at home and like you don't like that's like that's kind of like my momentum. It's not like I want to prove people wrong, but I even want to like prove like myself wrong that I can do things that like I never thought I could do. Because like I said, I didn't think I would ever get like this far. And me getting this far and realizing like I can do it, what else can I do? Like I'm ready to go yeah, and yeah. I don't want to stop until I'm at the top. That's all you can do, man, is just uh keep pushing forward, keep on going and then yeah, do, do your own thing. That's all you can do because it's one. Yeah. Cause you just never know. And you just, it takes one phone call. I get a phone call in an hour and it could change my life. You just, you never know. That's why you just, you never know who's watching. Like, I don't know if I didn't mention it earlier, but when I went to that Hardy boys thing with Matt and Jeff Hardy, that I met them and everything like that. When I saw Penta, like we were talking about earlier, I walked up to Matt and Jeff and Matt goes, what's up, Tino. I saw your video this morning. From a guy that I have been watching. What? Yes. Get out of here. I've been watching since I was 10 years old. And he saw a video that I posted on Twitter just saying how excited I was to meet him and Jeff and how awesome of an experience it's going to be. Him saying that to me was just like, you saw it? Like, what? Like, there was... You should have had him do a voiceover for your channel. Be like, this is Tito's time. I kind of was like trying to, but the people were like trying to get us in and out so fast. And there were so many people like I like he took time to like talk to me like he like he stood there for a second. He was like, I really like your voice. I like the way you speak, like everything like that. And it was like him saying this is like you really just said that to me. Like I'm just some random kid from Illinois, you know, and it was just like him saying that just made like the whole experience so much like better. And just like it's just like like I said, you never know who's watching and it just takes <laughs> that. And I kind of even mentioned to him, I was like, you know, I'm kind of covering AEW because I just started covering AEW because I did WWE for a while and I like AEW and, you know, but I mean, like we talked about, there's two different, like, it's just different, like programming and it's, you know, so it just, you know, like I said, when he said that, it was just like, yeah, I, I, I you know, I really should have, if I could have had a little bit more time, I definitely would have imagined that that was, man, I don't know if I, <laughs> that would have been so cool. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, take the opportunity, like, if you ever meet somebody, if they got some extra time, like, a couple of seconds, be like, and you say a little snippet about my channel and who you are, and so that's a way to get uh, viewers to get to your channel. Yeah. Because they see, oh, I know, and there's that, like, there's some YouTubers out there that I see that have that, like, there's a one guy out there that he's had, like, Road Dog, he's had, uh, I for there's been a couple other guys he's had on there, like, from DX and a couple of AEW guys and everything, and it's just like, damn, like, you know. I don't know. Like I said, like I, I was kind of in like starstruck. So like I was like I was like this. I was just like, okay, hi, hi, Matt. How you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like man, I was it was just awesome. Well, yeah, that's why yeah, I, I almost a couple years ago I almost met uh Kenny Omega 
at the CEO, CEO event in Daytona. I was literally like, I met Ibushi. Now, I was literally three feet away from meeting Omega, like three feet away. Wow. And then the security guard goes and says, all right, everybody, you got to leave. And I'm sitting here like, I'm sitting here like, damn, should I just take the risk and just fall on purpose and be like, fall over the guardrail? Be like, oh, it was, but I was like, no, because then everybody's going to be like, what's this dude doing? But then I'm like, I should have taken a gamble and used my disability to, to advantage, be a heel for once. You that's, know? That's awesome. That's so funny. I mean, maybe next time, maybe next time. I mean, hey, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, next time I do go meet somebody, I'm like, hey, I'm like, listen, I got Tino's time wrestling. I need you to say something real quick. Help your boy out. Let's go. <laughs> that's going to be like, the, yeah. Boy, yeah. I mean, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, do you um, have any like wrestling like autographs or like figures or pops or do you collect anything like this or? I've met a lot. I've gotten autographs from like wrestlers and stuff. And I've met, uh, I have a lot of pictures from like, I met Penta Phoenix, Sammy, Brian Cage, Will Ospreay, uh, Typhoon and Earthquake. Who else have I met so far? Uh, I've gotten high five from Jeff. I've met Eric Young. Oh, I've met, uh, who else? I I guess that I got, I got close to meeting Omega. You're a popular uh, man. I met Cole Cabana. Oh, God. How is he? I've heard, I haven't heard much about him, but he just seems like, I don't know. He's really goofy. Is he? Okay. That's what I thought. Like, I was thinking he's just very, like, kind of like that guy that's kind of out there. And he's like, I, I met Joey Ryan before the sexual allegation, before the sexual assault allegations. Oh, my God. The sex between, oh, man. Yeah. And that was a shame considering that he had such a good career and that derailed it. Yeah. I know. And it's just one little thing like that where it's just like, you know. And Vince, especially with Vince, he don't care. He'll fire you in a set. Like Nash Carter. They fired Nash Carter within four seconds, and he won the championship the night before, and the next day he's fired because it's crazy. I, I, felt, girlfriend. I felt bad for Desmond Xavier. Yeah. Like, really, I felt for him. Yeah. Considering that he he had nothing to do with it, and he nope. – It just – it sucks sometimes, man, like how, like, these things come out, and it's just like they take action – before they don't even like investigate and it's like if they investigated it first they'd realize like half of these things are not even like true and then it ruins like a guy's career it ruins a guy's like building of what his character and it's just like you know it's awful yeah other than that i mean i i've i've met so many so many uh wrestlers so far and i hope to meet some more you know eventually down the line you know mm-hmm. which i I'm going to this event on the 26th of uh, July, uh, Russell Pro. So EC3 is going to be there. Carlito is going to be there. Chris Master is going to be there. Um, who else is going to be there? Um, Scott Steiner. I, I low-key want to meet him just because I want to hear, like, I want to just want to ask him, like, dude, like, how, how did you get away with some all the stuff about, you know, I want to ask him about the the promo that he cut on Samoa Joe. Remember that math promo he cut years ago? Yeah. I want to ask him about that. How did he come up with that? Like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Man, I love Big Papa Bump. Man, that was my guy. Big Papa. I, I would have the thing. My mom bought me the hat thing one time, the thing that he used to wear on his head and everything. Man, oh, it was awesome. I love I love Scott Steiner. I mean, and it sucks because I was supposed to meet Carlito and Chris Masters at that Hardy Boys thing. But they ended up having to change the date three times that instead of Chris Masters and Carlito, it was Penta and uh, Jay Lethal. 
Nothing wrong with those two. I just have been a fan of Carlito and Chris Masters like my whole life. I would have loved to meet Carlito and get like an apple spit in my face or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he stopped all that because of the pandemic. I'm surprised because he usually comes out with an apple and spits in people's faces. All right, man. I, man, when he used to do that, when he would come out and he's like, I, 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 I forgot what exactly the thing. It was like, I, I don't like people that who don't like to be cool. I just spit in the face. Man, like when I was younger, I would grab an apple and I would spit and my mom would be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm Carlito. Yeah, and then I wanted to meet Mr. Kennedy and I heard he's like a complete jerk. Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson. That was so, man. I still cannot believe that, man. Mr. Kennedy was going to be a champion in WWE. But then, you know, but then the things with like Cena, Cena was the first. Cena and Orton were the first two to complain about him and his backstage antics. Yeah, I know. And and when Cena complains about somebody and Orton especially, I think that there's something wrong because those two are like the main guys and they have been for a while. And I mean, you see how far, like Randy says he can keep going for another like five, six years. The man is never going to stop. He said he's going to be here before and after Roman leaves and goes to Hollywood. And he, wants, like, he, he wants to break basically Undertaker's record as far as longevity. That's what he said. I mean, I mean, he's very well could, especially if he stays in the shape he's in. I mean, that's ridiculous. He just needs to modify the RKO if he wants to make yeah. it to 10 years. I mean, yeah, or just have Riddle do it on whenever, you know, just tag Riddle and have Riddle do the RKO. <laughs> it should be interesting to see when those two split up. Do you watch do you watch weekly programming now or do you just I, I watch I watch highlights. I don't really have cable, but uh, oh, okay. whenever it's like it's online and they like I go to a website and then watch the whole episode, like you know, those Websites that post them up. Yeah, I got you. I do, I do that sometimes with the AEW, especially the pay-per-views, because man, there are some of them that I do not want to spend fifty dollars for those pay-per-views. I, I I spend I have two of my buddies and I we just all we just all like split the cost of like the pay-per-view and the food and stuff and we'll have yeah, we'll I need friends time. like you because none of my friends like wrestling as much as I do. Like I have a few friends that are like interested in it. But like they're like Trent, you have a problem. Are you you you're just obsessed with wrestling? It's just like, well, you don't understand. Like you know, like yes, I might have an obsession, but I mean, it, I could I could have way worse obsessions than watching wrestling. You know, yeah, like uh, my friends and I, I have a friend of mine who's like, he he's he's kind of like the hype man of the whole group. So every time he go, rush. he comes he comes up with this like these crazy like chants, and you see the whole crowd just get into it, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, dude, that that is so good, and like. We we went to Supercard a couple years ago in, in Maitland, and we sat behind we sat behind this guy. I think he was completely hammered, and the whole night he'd be like, "That was amazing." And my buddy, who's the hype man, he got pissed. He was so heated. He's like, "Could you just shut the fuck up?" And then everybody else is like, "But it's like, yeah, you know, shut up." Oh, and then eventually, God. security goes and like takes out the guy at the at the arena because he was being so obnoxious. Man, some of the people that go to these wrestling events, like I went to, like I've been going a lot lately. But when I first started going, I went with my. It was my two. It was my friend and his cousin, and then me, my uncle, and my cousin went. And the difference from seeing forty-five year old men jump up and down because the new day is coming out. And watching my 12-year-old cousin sit there, or like seven-year-old cousin at the time, sit there like a normal human being and just watch it in awe, was just like, like, what is going on? Like, why are these 45-year-old men jumping up and down like girls because Kofi Kingston and Big E are coming out? Like, what is going on? Like, and some of these people are just crazy. Man, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been to a baseball game 
funny story real quick. A Mother's Day, about like seven or eight years ago, me and my mom go. It was a White Sox versus Angels game. These girls got so drunk. They were like swearing. They were doing this. They were doing that. And at the time, I was like probably like 15, 16. So oh God, so it was like 10 years ago at this point. And so my mom, like, she didn't like, she still doesn't like the swearing, but like back then, obviously she didn't like the swearing and these girls were just going at it. And finally, like the seventh inning, I don't know what she said, but my mom grabs a nacho helmet and dumps it on her head. (laughs) Because she just constantly, it would not shut up. And just, oh my, man, it was just like, oh my God, we didn't end up getting thrown out, thank God, because I would have killed my mom because I love White Sox games. But they ended up getting thrown out, and it was just like I was just like like some sometimes like when you go to these events and the way people act, it's just like why like we're just trying to have a good time. Like I just want to watch some wrestling, watch some baseball, and like you know, there's like there's no reason for it. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, people pay money to enjoy it, not to hear you be obnoxious and and ruin exactly. it for everybody else. Like I'm not trying to spend money. Like I'm going, like I was telling you, I'm going to hell in the cell in a month, like three weeks now. It's crazy how fast it's coming. And it's like I'm trying to enjoy my time. Like I'm not trying to deal with those stupid people, drunk people. Like, you know, I just want to watch some wrestling, get a couple pictures, take a couple videos, you know, say what's up, maybe see the pre-show panel, you know. Yeah, exactly, man. Good old time, you know. And it makes it a whole lot better when you got when you got friends that are I have a lot in common with you, especially like wrestling wise. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. I also met Ricochet too before I went to WB. Yeah. Uh, how is he? Because I've heard that he's nice, but I've also heard lately that he's kind of getting pissed off and annoyed because people keep like bothering. Oh yeah, him. they keep getting to the, they keep going to the hotels that they're staying in, and they're they're messing. Man, with it's them like why? Like leave these guys alone. Like like even like when I went to the Hardy Boys thing, like after the Hardy Boys, they signed autographs for about two hours. And then they went out and performed like they were in the main event of the show. After the show was over, people were literally standing outside of the like the building that we were in waiting for them to come outside to get more autographs. It's like, why? Like we paid. We got the autographs. Like, be happy with what you got and stop being greedy. Like, like, I, I, like, like, that. like, like, like if you want an autograph, you could have paid or something. You exactly. Know? It's like, why? Like they were doing autographs. Like I got like it was like a package. So I was able to get one thing signed. But if you wanted, you could spend like 20 extra dollars to get another item signed. And it was like, then if you wanted so bad, just spend the extra $20. Like, come on, like, stop. Exactly. Like, you know, like there are people just like me and you, like Matt and Jeff don't want to be standing there doing this and that. They just want to go home and enjoy themselves. They're trying to have their last run. It's like, why? Like people are just crazy sometimes. And it's like, I get it. But it's like, then you also have to realize like these people are just like me and you, like they have mental problems, like they are not mental problems, but they have like yeah. stuff going on. They have like, you know, stress, anxiety. Like, it's not just like, they're not like, I think sometimes people think like athletes and like popular people are like not human. And it's like, they're still human. Yeah. They're just, they're just better. I heard a quote yesterday. It's like, they said, they're like, just like, just like somebody has a talent and because they're good at something, you shouldn't be mad and you should be like, you know what I mean? Like, like me and you, like, we couldn't go out there and play like baseball, like Tim Anderson or Bryce Harper or any of those guys do like, you know, we're just not like that. But I mean, what they do, it's like, like how the heck does this man bat over 300 every year? Like that's impressive. Yeah. Like for, for me, like it was like 10 years ago, uh, coming out of high school. Um, I don't know. It was, yeah. Just around 
10, 12 years ago, I was scouted by uh, the Paralympic Committee up in Florida. Uh, they wanted me to, right out of high school, they wanted to offer me a, a, a six-figure contract with sponsorships to uh, become a return pro in cycling. But I, yeah, I was a, a, like Lance Armstrong, you know, I was a really good bike rider for, for years. Heck yeah. Uh, I won state, I won three state titles consecutively. Hey, uh, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. And they were, they were looking towards, uh, you know, giving me all these sponsorships and this money. But at the time, you know, I had gone through three sports. I suffered a variety of injuries and I said, you know, your body doesn't last forever, but your mind does. So I said, you know, I'm going to hang it up and retire. And who knows, maybe down the line, years from now, if I'm still in shape and I'm still active, I might decide to do one more run. So it's always been in the back of my mind, you know, that I, I want to go back and do at least one more run and, and see where I can go, even, even if I don't win another I mean, title. Hey, go out uh, on top, man. I mean, hey, CM Punk can come back after eight years. You can come back after 10 and do it. Let's go. Come on. It's never too yeah. late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I, I still always kept in shape and active, but you know, it's about what you want to do the most, and and I don't, I don't regret turning it down at all. You know, I've had. I mean, sometimes you have, to. you have, like you said earlier, you have to take a chance, and sometimes it's like turning something down is taking that chance, and like, especially when it's a lot of money too. You know, I yeah. turned down a lot of money. Man, I mean, and that's the thing. Sometimes, like you know, money isn't everything. Like I said, it's all about enjoying what you're doing. You know, like. Like if I, if I never become like popular and never become like as successful as I hope to be, I'll still do Tino's time and Tino's time wrestling. I, you know what I mean? Cause I love to do it. And I like to do it. Even if I only have like 50 listeners, whatever it may be. I just, I like doing it. And I like talking and like giving my opinion about wrestling and sports and, you know, love coming exactly. on your show shows like this, you know? Exactly, man. So what do you, um, what kind of advice do you give those out there that are currently, uh, struggling that they need that motivational boost to kind of get ahead in life I'm, like and that's the thing like like I was talking about like a lot like about like me dealing with like my like in depression and anxiety and like everything I, I've kind of went through I always like to be there for people and I'm one of those people where it's like if you need something like if you want someone to talk to I'm always there for you like I'm, I'm here to listen I'm here to give advice and I always just tell people it's like like, I, especially lately, like, people don't understand, like, how important mental health is. Like, mental health is very important and how, like, like, if you're not okay and if you're not, like, able to, like, function and you're not, like, able to, it just, it's going to affect a lot of other things, like, people around you, your friends, your family, whatever it may be, where it's, like, you just need to, like, keep going and keep doing it. Like, you know, I mean, like, right. me and you were perfect examples where it's, like, we never gave up and now we're doing something that we both love to do. And it just like, I just, I always tell people like, especially like my little sister too, because she's growing up, she's going, she's almost a senior in college at this point. She's growing up. She's kind of going through the same kind of things I already went through. And I tell her, I'm like, you know, like Gianna, like you need to like, not like worry, just keep moving forward. Like nobody's going to be able to help you. Like you need to just do this because you're the only one that can. And that's the thing I finally realized, like, I can't let anybody do it for me. If I want it done, I have to do it. I have to like, like, nobody's going to get on my podcast and talk about wrestling for 45 minutes. I have to get on my podcast and talk about it if I want to be successful. And if I really want to build a name for myself. And it's one of those things like for a while there, it was like, I was waiting for people to do stuff for me or like, you know what I mean? But I finally just took control. And you need to take control of your life because you're the only one that can do it. And nobody else is going to help you because let's be honest, right. people nowadays, 
only care about themselves. They don't care about what you're doing or if you're successful. They only want stuff unless it benefits them, unless it helps them out, unless if it's something that will contribute to their life. Like I've, I've had to cut out a lot of people in my life where it's always I give, give, give. And it's never give and take. It's always like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always calling. I'm always doing this. I'm always doing that. But then it's like, if I need like a favor, I need a ride or I need someone to watch my dog, whatever it may be. It's all I'm busy. I got to work. It's just like, well, then don't ask me to do something for you because I'm not going to do it. If you're just going to like not help because that's not what friends are. Friends and family are supposed to help each other out and be there for each other and not like, you know, and that's the thing I always just tell people where it's like, like, you know, I know I've kind of talked a little bit on whatever, but it just, I just, like I said, just keep going and keep doing what you can do and just not give up. Because like I said, like I could have stopped, but I finally realized like I couldn't, and I'm not going to let my disability stop me. Like I said, I can drive a car. I have to use, I don't know if you have to, but I have to use one of those balls because I can't make my left turns. I don't yeah. forget what they're called. But I have to like, use one of those, but I don't let it stop me. I drive my car. I do. You know what I mean? Like, there's just certain things where people like think that I can't do it, but it's like, no, I can. And that's like the thing I keep proving people wrong. And I keep proving myself wrong. Like I said earlier, like I never thought I'd be as far as I am today. And it's only been a short time. That's why, like, I get mad at myself all the time. I'm like, damn, if I would have just done it right out of high school, who knows what it I've been seven years later instead of two years later. Right. You know? But then again, it's like everything happens for a reason. And maybe it was a reason on why I didn't start until now. And maybe there was, you know what I mean? Exactly. Because, you know, and that's all I can keep thinking because like every, it seems like a lot of things do happen for a reason. And like, you know, like I didn't mention it earlier, but like when I was going to school, I got into a car accident. So I wasn't able to go to school for a while, like the broadcasting school for a while. But then I realized when I got my new car, it was like, there was a reason why it happened. Like I got my new car. I'm in a better situation. I have a nicer vehicle. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes bad things do happen, but on the other side, it comes out bright and you're okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and expect like, that's my biggest fear, like car accidents and like everything like that, because I've been in a few, to be honest, like maybe not the best driver in the world up in here, but <laughs> you know, it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, it just seems like everything does seem to happen for a reason. If it's a loss, if it's waking up late, if it, whatever it may be, it just seems like it all does really happen for a reason. Like even just look at like wrestling now, like, you know, like we go back to wrestling, like who would have thought Cody Rhodes would be back in WWE? Not this guy. No way. Yeah, it's it's um, it's like with Sting. Nobody expected him to ever be in WWE, and he he's there. And he's sixty four, wrestling, still jumping off stuff. The man's like Jeff Hardy. It's like what? Come on, Sting. Yeah, but but Je- Jeff, as much as I hate to say it, man, Matt and Jeff, they're right now with the way that they're they're moving and the way that they're doing their moves, they look awful. They look yeah. Like last night, I hate Darby I hate should, to say it. Darby should have won it. that match last night. I love Jeff Hardy, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Thank you so much for signing the autograph and talking to me for a little bit. But he should not have won that he, match. He looks like he looks like he's hurting every time he comes yeah. into the ring. He's hurting. And that was the thing, like like that's the thing, like with a lot of these older guys too, where like the Undertaker, Kane, Triple H, stuff like that, where it's like they are great hall of famers everything like like that but i want to remember triple h for being the game whooping ass sledgehammer kicking everybody's just around not 
in the suit, not limping, not bald with Shawn Michaels, barely fighting Kane and Undertaker at Saudi Arabia. And it's just like, I want to remember them as like the good times and not just them trying to relive their past and relive like their good, their glory days. Where it's like, the reason why Matt, I, don't, don't you think eventually all the shit Matt and Jeff Hardy did to each other back in the early 90s or late 90s, early 2000s was not going to catch up to them? Like the man, like if you've watched the Hardy Boys, the men have literally put their bodies and careers on the line for twenty plus years. Like when, there's no way. When, that's gonna not- I don't know. I don't know if you saw uh, all out like two, like a year or two ago when Matt uh, was on top of the scaffold and he fell and banged his head and he got oh, back when up. He first started in AEW. Yeah. See, it, I didn't it, it, see that. I that I would I honestly I didn't start watching AEW like regularly until like right after that because that's why I started watching this because like that's when Matt went over there. That's when uh there there uh oh my god there was a couple other people that went at that time, but I can't oh Brody Lee at the time. There was just a few other people, and that's when I started really watching it. What exactly happened? He just so, like so oh. he so he he had a match with uh they had the stadium stampede. And he had he was with uh, Sammy. They were going up the they were going up the scaffold. Apparently, he was gonna jump, and I guess he slipped. He oh. fell, and he hit his head on the concrete. And I'm like, how oh, is this man way. still go- coming up and not concussed? Oh, oh, oh he, no, he I think I, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? He, I think I know what you're talking about now. I did see that. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah, that's right. No, okay, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I thought you were talking about the first one, but yeah, no, Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. I I can visualize it now in my head. Now, now that you say oh that, I God. remember like him just fall. He because didn't he fall like right on top of his head? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, that make that makes the top of my head hurt. Now that you say that, I remember that. But oh man, and that and that, like and that's that's the one thing I do like about AEW though is they are so creative with some of the matches they come up with, like the Stadium Stampede. <laughs> Maybe if it wasn't for the pandemic, we never see that. But that is probably one of the coolest matches I've ever seen in my life. Like, let, let's be real. That's the most action the Jaguars have got running up and down the field in any type of sport. <laughs> they, they, Did you know that they have the best winning percentage in London and they have the worst winning percentage in the USA? Kind of ironic, isn't it? Isn't it? They should just move to London and be the London Jaguars because for some reason – over the pond, they're the best team in football. They'll win the world or the Super Bowl. I'm, I said World Series. I'm thinking about baseball. World <laughs> no, it's 80 degrees outside. Finally, sick of the cold weather, man. Oh, awesome, man. Hey, so where can where can uh, I guess my listeners find you to listen to your well, content? I have it t- at Tino's Time 1996 on Twitter. I have Tino's Time Wrestling on Instagram, Tino's Time 10 on Instagram. Uh, I have Tino's Time Wrestling on Facebook. And I, I, it's pretty much Tino's Time and Tino's Time Wrestling everywhere. But mostly I'm on YouTube. If people want to go and just put in Tino's Time, T-I-N-O-S, Time, T-I-M-E, Time. I cover wrestling, baseball, football, fantasy football, AEW now. We're just... I'm going to be doing my first preview show on the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Like I said, I'm going to Hell in the Cell. I uh, there's just I have a lot of stuff that's coming up. But, yeah, definitely Tino's time on YouTube. Go and subscribe and help your boy Tino out. Like I said, I go live every Mondays and Fridays. 
I'm going to start going live on uh, Wednesdays uh, in, uh, in a, a few months, just trying to get everything going and make sure I got everything good for AEW before I start doing that. Well, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, I'll make sure to have uh, those links in the description. Man, it's been a pleasure having you on, bro. I appreciate I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you letting me open up a little bit, tell my story. I do, you know. It's nice to let people like know like they're not alone. Like there's a lot of people out there that go through the same things that we go through. There's, you know, and that's the thing. People need to realize, like I said, that group that me and you are in and how we kind of met. I didn't know there were things out there like that. And I would have been in them for a long time. And I just think it's really cool to be able to talk to people that kind of understand that what you're going through, because not many right. people really do understand what we go through on a daily basis. They think it just, oh, well, you don't have it's just like, no, like it's hard for us to like drive or like, you know, like it's hard for us to do certain things that it's easier for other people to do. Like, right. you know, right. And it just, you know, I'm not going to let it stop me, but I mean, there are definitely some challenges that I have, but people need to understand that it just, it's not like that. I'm not going to not try. It just, it might be a little harder for me to do it. You know, that's all you got to do, bro, is just keep on going, put push forward and not, not give up on your hopes and dreams and we're doing that we're doing that and like and like i said earlier i said never never stay content undertaker said that in his hall of fame all hall of fame speech i don't know why that really just stuck with me but so like that would be the last thing i say to everybody just never stay content and keep doing what you're doing and always move forward definitely bro well thank you man and and this podcast you can find it on itunes spotify and every other major podcasting outlet out there. Appreciate y'all for listening. Make sure you check out the channel, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss any notifications. Turn that button on. Make sure you get all the episodes. Yeah, check out all the episodes. Uh, Check out Tino's time. And with that being said, appreciate your bro. And I hope you all have a good one. Be safe out there. Nice talking to you.